I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of That Life Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I think you're excited about today's topic. I'm excited about every topic. Why? Because I get to have a never-ending conversation with you. So I'm always excited. I'm always excited. But let's dive in. Today, uh, we want to talk about balance. Yes. And when we talk about balance, we kind of call it, for our own thing, we call it triple P. Triple P. Prayer. Prayer. Praise. Praise. Party. Party. Turn up. <laughs> so if any, I mean, people that has hung out with us and know us, that they know we can, we can, and at the drop of a dime, go into prayer. Uh-huh. We could be on the phone having a conversation with people and, mm-hmm. and just go into prayer. And then at the same time, we can start praising God because when we think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's mm-hmm. done for us, we just say hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, we could hit some Beyonce, Jay-Z, yep. and we could party. Ecclesiastics 2, 24, 25 says, A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. Mm. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat and find enjoyment? And, gee, the, 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 you know, it's religion. And, mm-hmm. and that keeps us bound. Church <laughs> and this. But this is the scripture, Ecclesiastic. Same, Ecclesiastic tells us it's the time of the season for all things. Mm-hmm. We, we're talking about we should be able to enjoy Not only life. should we be able to enjoy, the part I like is that it says that this is from the hand of God. Yes. And this is Solomon. Yes. The wisest. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's saying that this is from the hand of God and that without God, we know that you can't find enjoyment. Yes. In, in your own. Mm-hmm. And that's the part I love is... We gotta, we gotta find a praise as we praise God. We gotta find some, some enjoyment, and be grateful to what God has done mm-hmm. when He created us mm-hmm. in His image and after our likeness. So many times we don't give ourselves 
the grace and the satisfaction no. that that is due to us. And some of us are too humble and some of us are too ego. But we're talking to those that do not know how to balance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just said something. You said we don't allow ourselves. Like, we don't give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to enjoy or to relax. But we need balance in our lives. You know, we work hard. You know, most of us, we work really hard and we're focused on that, on, you know, I need to achieve these goals or I need to work so that I can buy some stuff and pay these bills. And that's fine. We need to work hard, you know, but we need to learn how to play hard and pray hard as well and achieve that balance, that triple P. Yeah. And I'm hoping and praying for me and even at work, school, telling people COVID has changed oh, yeah. our life. And there were people that were working yes. 20, 40, 50 hours overtime. Oh. And, you know, COVID, when you couldn't go into the office or you couldn't go to the job or certain things had to change, you know, organizations to a degree is still functioning. Mm-hmm. The issue now is we just can't find laborers, people to do <laughs> the work. But uh, you you do all those hours. You you work so long, not even hard. You work so long, but then your praise, mm-hmm. your prayer is two minutes or two hours. And then, you know, the 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 church was too long today. But you've been at your job for 12 hours. This is what we're talking about, yeah, a balance. Balance. You know, when you said the pandemic, has just changed us and shown us a new way. Yeah. You know, I mention to you all the time, you probably like, here she go. Um, and my mother too, because I tell her this all the time, that during the pandemic, one of the things that God really showed me and really resonated me was um, Psalm 16. In the 16th Psalm, the 11th verse, where it says that thou will show me the path of life. Yes. And it talks about being in God's presence. There's joy too. And that at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And so again, being in his presence, you have, it says fullness of joy. Let me make sure I say that. So your joy is complete. You have fullness of joy. But this pandemic, God did show me a new path of life. Because like you said, most of us were so busy, ripping and running, doing all these things. Even ministry, doing, you know, again, you have to have balance. It can't be too much of any one thing. Too much water will make you sick. Exactly. And so that's one of the things that I keep saying. I I want you to, can you you, uh, read that scripture again? The scripture says, thou will show me the path of life in thy presence. Right there. You know, this is not Bible class, but I I mean, there's life Mm -hmm. in the presence Mm -hmm. of the Almighty. In thy presence is fullness yes. of joy. That's so, what I like. Fullness of joy. Oh, this is I don't want to switch this and change this, but <laughs> we need to take God everywhere we go. We we need to take praise everywhere we go. He needs to be in this. This is when you we will all learn to be careful of sin and error. When we truly realize, and sometimes even Christians, church folks, forget that God's is omnipresent, omnipotent. Mm -hmm. He sees all, knows all. So when you're being evil and when you're doing devilish things, he's still God. He still knows. And and so when we know that he is present, Mm -hmm. everywhere we go, if you on the dance floor, he's still present. Yep. You know, if you smoking ooey, 
he's still present. Mm-hmm. He's watching. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you are murdering, killing, yeah. or just you know evil thinking, he's still present. But don't you want his goodness? Don't you want the fullness mm-hmm. of God's presence with you? Yes, and so you know it's again it's a balancing act, and it's one that. We work to maintain. It's really what that life is all about. Right. You know, live that life now. Live that life now, that abundant life, that transform, heal, affirm, triumphant life. But you can't do that until you learn. And that's, you know, (laughs) that's why we shameless plug. That's like what we do with, with helping people achieve, you know, the balance and learning how to heal and transform, you know, and affirm yourself that you are able to live that balanced triumphant life. And let and let me just just throw a, a footnote here. We're not here to judge because mm-hmm. I was finna saying you don't know my story mm-hmm. and all the things that I've been through. Uh but I have been ye transformed by the renewing of my mind. And so we're not here to judge, you know, but we're here to meet people where they are. Right. And then honestly for me it's just what I've learned is I have to be me. Yeah. And all those parts, the praise, the prayer, the party, they are a part of me. Right. And I can only be me. You know, I'm not going to try to be anything else. I always say I'm not going to allow others to make me feel, you know, that this is the way you're supposed to act or this is what you're supposed to do. All I can do and be is what God created me to be and what he's showing me, you know. And so I'm big on that you know that 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 balance that those are all parts of me um obviously we believe in doing things decently and in order yeah. but you talked about ecclesiastics you know again there's a time to mourn there's a time to dance there's a time to laugh. Says 3 and 3 and 4 says yeah. what says that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance and so again I like this, dancing with you <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? I'm not. I, I love dancing with you. I'm not a dancer. That's I, all right. Yeah, I don't dance. Just but get I, close. I do. <laughs> and then throw your hands up. I do love dancing with you. <laughs> and then you. let me just put my hands around you and just yes. move your body from side to you know, side. You know, you're, you're not letting me finish here. You're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm visualizing this. <laughs> Jack my body. <laughs> I, listen, because you're making me think about our wedding, and I think. Our wedding was such a good representation. Oh yeah, of a who balance. we are uh, and, yeah. and the balance and of us, of us, of yes. who we are, of this prayer praise party. Because, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, it's yeah, I'm just it's like I'm getting emotional. Think about it. Um, I had prayed. And we were praying together. Yes, you know, for um, God to show up, for people to feel His presence. Etc. And he definitely did that. But then also, we really wanted people to have a good time mm-hmm. um, because we've been in this pandemic. A lot of us have not been able to come together, mm-hmm. and so now that you know restrictions were lifted and all these things, and we were able to come together as a family, um, you know, with our friends who are our family as well. We wanted everyone to be able to relax and enjoy themselves, you know. And then the other thing was. Um, you talked about this at the end of the reception. Our wedding, um, oh, yeah. the <laughs> the um, the rescheduled celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were obviously married last year, but 
it was held on September 11th, 2021, on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist yes. attacks, attacks. And so that day, when you think about September 11th, it always has this sadness. Yes. You know, um, we we don't forget. We remember uh, what happened that day. And you talked about this at the end of the reception. You said, you know, this day was intentional in that now when you think about September 11th, you can think about something, a good memory, and, you know, you were able to uplift people and edify the room yeah. in that moment. And so our, our wedding, it was um, the ceremony and everything. It was really um, spiritual. God's presence was there during the reception. Same thing. You could feel the love and the people talking. And then when it was time to turn up, mm. it was time to turn up. And we had a good time. We danced. We laughed with our family, with yes. our friends. You know, we had. it was a good time. Um, but at the end, you know, when you talk to them about that, there's something else that we also did that people that weren't there. So those of you that weren't at the after party, we know that there's some people that were only at the after party. Mm -hmm. So they didn't get the part of the wedding ceremony where we were praising and praying and worshiping. Um, and so at the end of the after party, what did you do? Open the doors to the church. That's right. And so after and that was we, not planned. <laughs> no, but we had, you know what? God had placed that in our spirit because we had talked about, you know, after events and things that we do, yeah. we always want to give people an opportunity to come to Christ, yes. no matter what type of event it is. And so at our reception, we were dancing, having a good time. You know, the music was great. Everybody was turned up. It was an open bar. People had fun. We didn't really get to, <laughs> we didn't drink. Um, but, you know, people had fun and that's what we wanted them to do. Right. But then it's like, we're gonna before we leave this place, we're going to pray yes. for everyone and over everyone and over everyone's families. And we're going to give you an opportunity yes, to, come. to come to Christ and get to know Christ if you don't know him and the pardon of your sins. And so, but that is, I really feel like, and it was people was able to shift. You even yep. said the DJ people. You could saw, you could see the shift. Yep. In the people, nobody knows up. Nobody was looking like, what is this? Everybody was in that. They was able to feel the presence of God yes. in that moment, right then and there. And people like the comments I got afterwards was like, you know, it was church. It was praise. It was worship. It was turn up. It was uh, the Oscars. It was everything. <laughs> like, but it was, and, and people were saying, "Forget like, the band." It's a good. <laughs> it was a good representation of who you are, and so I, I I'm humbled by that. I appreciate that um, because, you know, when people are able to dance with you and laugh and have a good time, but still know who you are, and whose you are. And that in a second, you will snap and go and start praying for somebody and laying hands if you need to. Yeah. And so, again, it was just, that's who we were. You always tell me this quote um, that your aunt or mm -hmm. your grandmother's... Grand aunt, Queen Kaepernick, yes. <laughs> says, don't let your religion cut your pleasure. And uh, it's something she used to tell us and, and to the church. Years ago, she's passed on, but yes, she used to tell us, don't let your religion cut your pleasure. And she would say to us, 
she would encourage, especially the young people of the church, and churches is missing this. She really dealt with the young people of the church mm-hmm. and wanted them to live their life. Mm-hmm. You know, even though she was ministering, my grandmother was ministering, my uncle, and, you know, they were ministering, pastoring, but they had lived their life. Mm-hmm. And they wanted us to still live our life decent and in orders, mm-hmm. in order. So, uh, she would encourage us to have what we would call like prince and princess balls and dances and different mm-hmm. things. Again, always decent and in order. But she allowed us to have fun. And then what I loved about it, she gave us a safe place. Yes, to do that. To do I these. It. I mean, it was so that they opened a banquet hall mm-hmm. and different things just for their people yes. to do this. Yes. What I love is there's a church... Um, In Cleveland, I have been following them for now almost 20 years, I think. Um, And one of the things I've been watching them on TV, um, used to watch them on the Word Network all the time. Mm -hmm. Now watch them on YouTube and on their website. But one of the things that I loved about them, they did something similar to what you're talking about, what your aunt and uncle, your grandmother Mm -hmm. did. They wanted the youth in their church to enjoy and to have access. And so they created, they call it Word City, um, their little thing. They created, they have a skating rink. They have a bowling alley. They have all these things. And they'll throw parties for the teenager. Like They'll hold it like at the skating rink, at the bowling alley. They have soccer fields. They have all these things. They have a cafe where they were giving the youth jobs and things like that because they wanted them to experience life. They wanted them to have fun, but they wanted them to do it in um, a protected atmosphere, right. so to speak, where it was safe, where it was clean fun, but they could engage with each other and have a good time. And so they did something similar to that. And I always loved that about them, that they would definitely do events and parties and stuff yeah. like that. Even I mean, churches, uh, organizations need to bring those type of things back because it's also, you know, as Solomon says, train up a child. Mm-hmm. This also helps young people, at least it helped me, know how to act Mm -hmm. at a setting Mm -hmm. with a blue light, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, you know, how to act at a setting, you know, uh, it taught you even when it came to, uh, we were taught when you go to these functions, how to have your drinks. Mm-hmm. And don't walk away from your drinks, and don't let other people have to cover and hold your glass and cover it. And if you walk away, pour it out. It's I done. mean, today people are putting things in drinks and different things, and Lord knows everything mm-hmm. else. But this, they taught us these things mm-hmm. by doing, yeah. by showing. I think one of the things, though, that's important is that she said, "Don't let your religion mm-hmm. cut your pleasure." Right. She didn't say. Don't let your relationship with God or the fact that you are a believer cut your pleasure. What she said was your religion. Yes. And there is a difference. We know that there's a difference between religion and relationship because people be so religious. Right. Didn't say faith. Didn't say anything about that. It said said don't let your religion. Yeah. You know, because we have people that... They so heavenly bound, they ain't no earthly good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we have to understand religion when when we let let me just find religion so people could understand is a set of beliefs. And we all have different sets of beliefs concerning a certain cause, nature, or purpose. 
Mm-hmm. That's what religion is. So religion, when you really think about it, has nothing to do with spirituality mm-hmm. or denomination at all. It's just a specific fundamental set of beliefs and practices by a group of people who agree upon a number of things. Mm-hmm. Something one believes in and follows. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in Crown Royal, you do it religiously. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> if that's if that's what you believe and you practice and you got to... So you saying it could be anything. <laughs> relig- anything you do religiously yep. that you believe in faithfully and you follow and get two or three to follow you, that's if a religion. you love that TV show and you watch it religiously, yeah. Yeah, if we are so heavenly minded in anything, then we miss being able to relate. The Bible talks about, you know, the difference and the balance between natural and spiritual. Yes. And And this is what Jesus was trying when you go into the New Testament with the Pharisees and the Pharisees. They were so hooked up in... Tradition. Yes. And religion. That's That's a whole... Yes. Yeah, but... Move on. (laughs) You know, again, she said, don't let your religion... These things that we impose, these traditions, they're not biblical. You can't find it in scripture, but we hold fast to these things. You know, it's not things that God told us we can't do or whatever. Right. But like you say, this is what the Sadducees and the Pharisees, these are the type of things that, that they were that they were doing and that they were preaching and they were right. upset with Jesus about. And spiritually, they were off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may be some people like that that has the word, mm-hmm. but lacking spirit. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a balance. You you need the word, but the word without spirit, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 nothing. I I need to feel, mm-hmm. you know. And this is why people have heard me say, uh, church is good, mm-hmm. but I love Bible class mm-hmm. because people think Bible class is boring. But when you yeah. could really get into the word, yes. I'm telling you, it is spiritually. Anointing, filling, uh, it's overwhelming. That yes. word is is what is um, transformative. Yes, that word is what actually transforms you, and what helps you understand and, and you know accomplish this balance that we're talking about. It's knowing that word and knowing what God says about a thing, you know. But you only know that once you get in the word. So you know, you talked about how um, the Pharisees and things like that, and I know you always say that. You know, one thing with them was that they believed that it was works, Mm -hmm. you know, that was um, going to get them to heaven and, you know, the things like that. It was all about works. And so we we don't want to make that same mistake. We don't want to think, you know, it's one thing over another that is going to get us to heaven or get us what we're trying to get in life. It takes everything. Even if you're trying to meet a financial goal and you're like, I have to work, 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 work. Right. No, you have to work, but you also have to take time for rest and enjoyment and things like It's that balance that's ultimately going to get you what you want. Not working, like you said, like people were doing prior to the pandemic, working, you know, um, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. Okay, what did you really accomplish when you look back on it? You know, it's it's finding that balance. But um, one thing that, you know, I do want to talk about is... We're talking about like the Pharisees and how Mm -hmm. people are so heavenly minded and they're so religious. Mm -hmm. Um, You do when you are, when we talk about, we want to be clear, when we talk about praise, prayer, party, 
what we're saying is, you said it earlier, we're still doing things decently in order. We're not saying your party should be anything outside of what the Bible says. Your party is not you sinning. That's not what we're talking about. You know, so... Yeah, so we we want people to understand that, again, there's a balance Mm -hmm. of living up to the standard that God wanted us to do. And so sometimes we get caught up in in words. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is why, you know, I just define religion. Another word that we get caught up in, I believe, is sin. Mm -hmm. We get caught up in sin, and that's a sin. This is sin. That's a sin. What's a sin? You know, the sin is any act. Any act, all acts regarding as such as a transgression, especially a willful or deliberately violation of moral principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, moral principle. Uh, again, we talked about my great aunt. Here's my my uh, great great um, uncle. Uh, King Peter would say, "Too much water mm-hmm. will make you sick, mm-hmm. and if you continue to drink." too much water, and it makes your stomach hurt, that's a sin. A sin is an error. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful of how we judge and what we say to people about sin. Now, Mm -hmm. Jesus asked the, the, the Pharisees and the Pharisees, as we talked about in John 8. He said, who without sin cast the first stone? And no, no, no one was, <laughs> and and so we have to be careful, even in the pulpit. You know, yeah. our evangelists, our ministers, just saying because priests. someone is going out to dance, they're sinning. Yeah, they're not. you got to be careful. Do not uh, stop people or turn people away from God. And, and this is another thing: everybody don't turn totally transgress. At one time. This is why they come to Bible class and they come to church because they seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven. So just because they show up and just because they join and put their name on the road, don't expect them to immediately change their ways. It is a process. And I go... It's a transformation. We talk about, you know, the butterfly. Yeah. It takes time. And everybody takes... Everybody has their own pace. So... The reality is we have all made mistakes. Mm-hmm. We have all erred. We have all made mistakes. And the goal is to teach people back to Christ so they can learn Christ for themselves. Yes. So they can turn from their yes. wicked ways and pray and seek my faith. We we also have to stop praying for people. To, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say stop praying. But some of us handicapped. Folks, <laughs> by continuing to pray for them and not pray with, with them. them. Yes. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying when mm-hmm. I say that? Sometimes, you know, even when you getting ready to pray for somebody, ask them to even pray first and then you come behind mm-hmm. them. Because you, we as a people, we handicap people because it's not a balance. And then now they're always looking. Addiction of any type is real. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for somebody to pray for them. And at some point, you know, you start off praying for them. But I agree with you. At some point, you have to join, let them uh, have a part. 
Yes. In, in, in their, in their yes. deliverance. Let yes. them have a part. Right. Because they <laughs> had a part prayer. in their error right. in their mistake. So come on, let's pray together. Yes. Let us praise the Lord. Come on and praise the Lord with me. Let yes. us exalt his name yes. together. Let us be able to do that. Yes. And so when we, these, everything we do is we talk about decent and in order. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, in, in these podcasts, in these ways, we are not experts in anything. Trust mm-hmm. me, we're not. Uh, but, God has given us an anointing, mm-hmm. you know, to help one, teach one how to live that transformed, healed, affirmed, uh, triumphant life. And that's that's what we hear. So, again, even in this podcast, we are not here really trying to preach to you or tell you this, but we do want and expect no matter what the podcast is about, we're teaching people to live that life now. So how do we? You know, somebody may ask, okay, I have sinned. I have erred. I have messed up. I'm messing up right now. How do we erase that sin? How do we fix those errors? How do we change our ways? Well, for one thing, you know, like you say, when we know we've done something, you know, you ask God for forgiveness. That's number one. Well, well, And when you know, uh, for me, I could say, you know because it weighs you down. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it makes and you sick mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. It, it just, it does something to you. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you know, when you specifically know you did something, you obviously ask for forgiveness. But that's why we ask for forgiveness continually. Yes. Because we do things that we don't even realize we're doing wrong or we yes. offend someone or whatever. And we don't even know. But um, I do want to talk about when we talk about sin um, and staying decent and in order, you know, people, like you said, we have to be careful as leaders and things like that with putting all of these um, restrictions on people that that's not biblical, making people think all these things is a sin and, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And that's why people don't want to come to Christ because they don't realize Or they don't want to go to church. Both. Um, because they feel like if I go to church, number one, they're going to be hollering at me about why are you still doing this and why are you doing that? And if I come to Christ, will it take away some of the pleasures of my life, some of the good things of my life? Well, first of all, the Bible is clear on sin. Right. Um, and so we, 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 we are, we are doing our best. We are supposed to all of us every day to stay away from sin. But then also there's a thing where some things are not sins. They are weights. Mm -hmm. And, you, we have to learn and know the difference because um, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, talks about it. And it talks about, you know, laying aside every weight and sin. And so what happens is every sin is a weight, right? Mm-hmm. Every sin. If you're sinning, like you said, it weighs you down. Yes. You feel the, the oppression, the burden of that sin that you're in. Every sin is a weight. But not every weight is a sin. I agree. And when I say that is... It may be different for one person or another. So I'll use alcohol as an example. Well, to just have wine, that's not a sin. It's not. They did it in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Jesus turned water into wine. Mm -hmm. It's not a sin. Drunkenness is. But let me say this. You may be able to have a glass of wine, and that may be okay. It may not do anything for you, right? Right. But the next person... They can't handle it. When they have wine, it causes them to sin. It causes them to act out. It causes them to do other things. So by just having wine, is not a sin, but for you, it's a weight. Right. 
it makes the race that you're trying to run, um, it, it, it brings, like if you're trying to run a marathon, but then you strap on all these bags and you strap on this backpack with rocks, it makes it harder for yes. you because you got to press through that. So things that we find in our lives that, no, it's not a sin. I can do it, um, but that don't really work for me. Other people can do it, but for me, it makes it hard. Like, I know, like if you say, well, I can't um, go, I can't I can't hang around these people, you know, because when I hang around them, I start gossiping. Or when I hang or around them. They make me sing. They make me sing. We've heard that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or when I hang around them, you know, I I start doing things that I know that God has told me I shouldn't do. Well, that's a weight, you know. Um, so we have to figure those out. And one of the ways that we figure out the difference between sin and weight, because, and I'm really saying this because a lot of things, like we said, it's about finding balance. Mm-hmm. And people will have you thinking, well, you can't do this, 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 and that. That's not a sin. The Bible don't say that's a sin. Right. You know, but for you in particular, it may be a weight. And if it is, you deal with that. But don't have people out here thinking it's a sin. So when other people do it, you looking at them like, they over there sinning. No, they're not. They fine with it. God ain't convicting them about it. That's just something you can't do. Right. Um, but then, like you mentioned Romans 12. And Romans 12 is so careful. Like when we talk about sin versus weights and when you're trying to find balance because Romans 12 remind us not to conform to the patterns yes. of the world. Yes. And so just because, you know, we're trying to find this balance, we're trying to pray, we're trying to praise, we're trying to party. Um, and so you see how other people are doing it. You have to be mindful of what God is telling you is, you know, the life, the path that he has for you. You cannot conform to the world. And it says that, it goes on to say that you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will for you is. So he's going to show you these things. He's going to show you what these weights are for you. You know, as you grow closer to him and as you, you know, try to take on the mind of him and you're being transformed, he's going to show you those things. He's going to give you that balance to let you know, like, this is not necessarily a sin, but this is a weight for you. Right. You know, if 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 you know if you watching that that show makes you a you listening to this particular song makes you want to go and you know call up that side piece you know you can't do it right. somebody else could listen to that same song and they okay exactly and and just even being conformed to what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. uh, you have to be careful because you know what they're doing today uh, may not be what what you are who mm-hmm. you are. Uh, and and don't allow we we talked about peer pressure before mm-hmm. you know but don't allow people to change you don't feel like you gotta fit in if yeah. everybody else doing and I I don't want to name things yeah. but you have to be careful and and again it's it's okay to say no yeah it goes both ways though you know it's peer pressure both ways because. You don't want to conform to the world. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You have to listen to God. He will show you that good and acceptable uh, will for you. But then just because other people are not doing. Like I, like I said, when people try to uh, bind you with all of these rules and these traditions and these religious restrictions right. saying you can't have fun, you must sit here and wear a dress to your ankles or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe that's what God told them to do. And right. that's fine. But 
don't it's peer pressure too in that way like where you feel like I can't live my life I have to go over here and be a, a monk you know or I have to sit still and not listen to any secular music I cannot you know oh that 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 music if you're listening to something that is just vulgar obscene absolutely you know because we are to guard our hearts and yeah. things like that but Faith just, comes by hearing us all the time yeah, yeah but you listening to a love song God is love yeah and any type of love is him. And so these things like that, when people say, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. What does the Bible say, you know, that I can't do that? And so you will learn as you as you strive to find that balance um, and you're intentional about finding that balance, you will learn the things that for yourself, the path that God has you on and what's acceptable for you and what's not. And like the Bible says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. What he's saying is, if that causes you to err, if that causes you to sin, discontinue that. And that's key. That is very key because one thing, even in, and we talked about being transformed and change and the butterfly mm-hmm. and all that, there are some things we outgrow. Mm-hmm. There are some things that people are not doing it. We have an episode on expired relationships, a couple of episodes. People, after a while, you just outgrow things. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you know that the club life Mm -hmm. or even drinking or different things that you just don't feel it, don't taste it, ain't in the mood no more, Mm -hmm. let it go. Yep. Just let it go. Don't your friends, your family, they may still be able to do those things. Yep. But you know, God is funny. He could take the taste out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, let it go. If friends that causes these mental, physical ailments to come up on you, you know, what do you say? Let them go. Yes. Be able to to walk away. As you say, if your right hand causes you to sin. Cut it off. And what he's saying is let certain things and people right. go. And you're going to find that, you know, as you as you um, work to find this balance that that don't work for me anymore. That's a weight for me. Yeah. You know, and so you just let it go. But I saw this quote that said, balance is not something you find. It's something you create. Yeah. And I really like that because people always say, I'm trying to find a balance. I'm trying to... No, you have to create it. Meaning you have to be intentional about it. Number one, it's something that you are actively doing. You're creating this balance. And it's like we said, it means that you're finding that perfect balance for you. Mm. It's unique to you. It's something you created. When you create something, that's unique. Right. That's something new, right? That's something that's unique to you. And so that's what I like about it, that you're creating this balance. Yes. And so we talked about Triple P. Mm Mm-hmm. Prayer, praise. Party. Party. Prayer is a spiritual conversation with God. Mm. When do you pray? When should you pray? The Bible says pray, pray uh, uh, without ceasing. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we should pray at all times. And, and, and remember... Because it's a never-ending conversation. <laughs> yes, with the Almighty. You should always be praying uh, when you wake up, when you lay down, when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're... However it is, because we're, we're just praying, believing. Mm-hmm. Believing God hears us. Yep. Believing that He knows and that He's a know-it-all. You know, we should always pray being grateful. We should always be saying thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times we we get frustrated and I get frustrated even with things that's around me. And sometimes I just have to say, God, you know, I know, 
I'm at this place or I'm doing this because of your goodness mm-hmm. and your mercy. So I just want to thank you for all of my benefits mm-hmm. and continue, as you even said early, always asking for forgiveness yes. for things that you don't even know you've done. Because we're doing something. Or, or you've said <laughs> you something. You thought something or you said something. That you didn't know that you hurt somebody's yep. feelings or you did something, you know. Uh, so always asking God for forgiveness. That's a conversation, as you said, a never-ending conversation with God. So that prayer should always be going on. And then the praise, because you even talked about it in the prayer about being grateful, you know, a prayer of thankfulness when you're thanking God. But praise is the same thing. Yes. You know, praise is just you praising God and you being grateful, you know, for, for who he is, what he's done. We worship him for who he is. We praise him for what he's done. But, you know, it's the same thing. It's just being grateful. Yes. You know, for me, it's like, I'm just often, I'm just always in awe of God. And so I'm, I, I praise him, you know, and that praise should always be on your lips. Yes. You know, the word says, I will praise him at all times. Continually. Yes. Yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And we should praise him, as you said earlier, with the quote of balance. Mm-hmm. It is not something you find. It's something you create. Because when you start seeing that new you, when you start seeing the new things that you created, mm-hmm. the new ideas, the new thoughts, the new feelings, that's a praise because you are an awakening mm-hmm. to a new and a higher self that only God can it give you. It just becomes a part of who you are. Your life itself is a praise unto God. It should be. Right. That's why he created us in his image and his life for, mm-hmm. for the praise and exactly. worship of him. Exactly. So we talked about prayer and what that is and how that looks. And we talked about praise. What about party? Well, party is a natural high. Uh, natural. It's, it's funny you talked about the wedding. Uh, you know, we didn't have time to really drink at the no. wedding as we talked. But then, but it was we were so it was so much fun. It was we were in the moment. Well, what was amazing is there was so much alcohol given back to us. <laughs> right. Not even open. So I'm thinking, did anybody drink? And, it was, <laughs> and again, it was an open bar. Right. Um, you know, from the place where we, you know, the, where we had the wedding. But then we had actually brought in some extra stuff. Right. Just because, like, just specialty things and things like that. And so we bought this stuff, but we, oh my God, they gave us so much stuff back. Right. So we're like, it seems like a lot of people didn't drink, period, which was good. They were just having fun. Yeah. You know, it was for them, but it seems like they were just having fun. It, and that's the thing. To party, it's, to party, it's not about drugs. It's no. not about alcohol. When we're talking about party, let me make that right. straight. You know, some <laughs> people feel like you can't party without, without all that. We're talking about celebrating mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. with family and friends, as you mentioned earlier, enjoying life on the dance floor, living that life now, Mm -hmm. enjoying, you know, the beat of the drums, the music, hands up, still in a act of praise Mm -hmm. because you're praising life. We were celebrating. You know, I always tell people, where did Jesus perform his first miracle? At the wedding at Cana. Yeah. And he went to that wedding to just relax and have a good time. He was there to party. You know, they were. I'm sure they were singing. They were dancing at that wedding. They were having a good time. He was there just in a social environment yes. with his friends and family. 
He was taking time off to just celebrate and have a good time. And so we have to keep that. I, I tell young people that a lot because we have to keep that in mind that, you know, even Jesus was just like, I'm just going to chill with my family. Now, the important part was like us, we were at a, at the wedding um, and we're having a good time and everything, but always know who you are and whose you are. So he's at, at this wedding times. at all times. Yes. And people around you should know. They know. Who you are, and so when you do things, they're not surprised. So when we started pray, you know, we're at a wedding. They think, oh, it's gonna be cute. We coming, whatever. But when you start to pray and praise, you know, and worship, and when you open the doors of the church, the people they're not surprised. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and so it's the same thing. Yeah, with and, Jesus at the wedding. Right, and then dancing is a form of true exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise, and that is healthy. Mm-hmm. That that is a form of healthiness. Part of that balance too. Yeah. So feel free to again, decent in order. Now we've seen some dancing, yes. but we're talking about uh, healthy. Yes. Uh, decent, not exposing too mm-hmm. much, and not doing it in certain motions like you're doing something else. But we're talking about healthy dancing. Mm-hmm. You always talk about um, the prodigal son and how. You know, when he came back, again, there was a celebration. Yes. You know, the father's like, go get the calf. Let's kill it. Let's have a feast. Let's celebrate. So, again, they were celebrating. Yeah. Music, dancing. That's what the word mm-hmm. says. Uh, and that's what we should be able to do when we have relationships mm-hmm. and friendships. And we're learning that there are many people, and we're helping right now, couples and, and families and friends and our coaching and counseling services, uh, people have not been speaking, siblings and mother, father mm-hmm. have not been speaking to each other in years. And, you know, with God's help, you know, we are being mediators for them. And so this is the time when they start coming back together. This is a time of celebration. Mm-hmm. This is a time that you kill the fattest calf, that you go get the ring, get the robe, and you turn on the music and you dance because uh, my son, my daughter, my friend, we mm-hmm. have come back mm-hmm. together in in a goodly and godly way. Yes. And so 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Yes, that's, yes everything. Uh, praise, party, prayer, whatever it is, Do it it's for, the for glory His glory. Of God. Yes, it reminds me when we, you know, when we talk about the wedding. Whatever you do, whether you dance and whatever, you do it for the glory of God. I think too, it's good for people to see that, like you said about when you were younger and your aunt made sure that you guys saw that there's a way, there's a way to do balance and do it right. I think with the wedding, it's important to show that. Again, it reminds me of Ecclesiastics, the seventh chapter, where it says, do not be excessively righteous and do not be overly wise. Why should you ruin yourself? <laughs> right. It's saying, don't be excessively righteous. Yeah. Don't be excessively religious. You know, and so people need to see that example. They need to see us. They need to see that balance. They need to see that balance. Yes. And so to me, you know, the Bible also says that Jesus increased in wisdom and, and in stature in favor you know, with God and men. Yes. And so it's important, whether we want to admit it or not, we are an example for people, all of us. And so it says, Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with With, both God and man. And so 
People need to see you living that balanced life. They yeah. need to they need you to be an example and model to them to show them what that is like. You know, one of the things I saw a post recently that I did years ago about Mary and Martha in the 10th chapter of Luke. And that is a perfect example of balance because, you know, you got one running all around, doing all these things, wanting to make oh, sure yeah. that, that Jesus is okay, the guests are okay. And then, you know, Mary's like, I'm just going to sit at his feet. <laughs> you know, it, but you have to learn balance. Don't get so caught up in being overly religious or the cares of the world, working too much, taking care of your family, doing all these things that we forget to sit at Jesus' feet, that we forget to rest, we forget to party, we yes. forget to praise, we forget all these things. We have to find balance. There's a quote that says, and, and I'm sure people have saw this, heard this, dance like no one is watching, love like you've never been hurt, sing like no one is listening, and live like it's heaven on earth. Uh, mm -hmm. That is powerful. We we need to be able to take each one and be able to do that. Yes, I mean, by yourself. Just dance, enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Uh Love unconditionally. Yes. Uh, you might have been hurt. You, you might feel some pain now, but that does not stop you from loving. Mm -hmm. Loving yourself and loving others. And you may be like me and fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sing like no one is listening. Uh, you do it all the time, although I be listening. <laughs> uh you're just on key. I'm not. But, you know, <laughs> sing like no one is listening and live. Live a heavenly life now. And then you don't have to worry about when the gates swing open. Mm -hmm. uh, live that. And that's what that's what it's about for us. Live that life now. Yes. So, you know, again, finding that balance, it's important. You know, that prayer, that praise, that party. In every part of your life, you know, I'm big on people that overwork. Um, so I will say, just remind you that God, even he even decided he rested on the seventh day after doing all that work. He rested. And so, again, you have to find that balance, you know, in every part of your life, whether it's your your relationships, your work. You talked about fitness earlier, you know, with the dancing and the exercise, your health, your mental and emotional well-being. Self-care. Self oh, God. It, it, it's a balance. You have to take a time out. You truly have That's to take I'm a saying. time Even out. That's why I'm God rested self. on the seventh yes. day. If he rested and knew that that was good and that yeah. that was needed. What about you? Exactly. You know, we, we running around here on fumes. You talked about it earlier before the pandemic. And so we have to find that balance. It's, you know, a good example for people, you know, everyone's like, you have to save, you have to invest. That is a big thing. And we do. But you have to find the balance, too, of, you know, between enjoying the fruit of your labor and then saving and investing. Right. Um, it, we have to it's save for a rainy season. day. We oh, have to invest yes. for the future. But you have to also enjoy some of the fruit of your labor while you're here. Because guess what? Like the Bible says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah, and there are benefits to living that life now. It makes you more approachable mm -hmm. and relatable. Mm -hmm. It makes people feel like this is something that I can do. You know, this is someone that I can come and talk to because they get it. They understand. And there's there's examples of grace and transparency, which makes you more compassionate. 
Right. You know, it, it lets people see that God has graced you. Like you said earlier, we've all sinned. We've all erred. It makes you become more transparent when you're saying, this is who I am. I'm not all, I'm not super religious. I'm going to live this balanced life. Right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to praise. I'm going to party. So it shows people that God has graced you, you know, to do this. It shows that you're transparent, you're open. But like you said, it makes you more compassionate yes. because you understand when you see people out here, you're not that religious Pharisee saying, what are you doing? That's a sin. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Correct. So, yeah. And also, we talked about earlier that you work hard. You play hard. You you do all these things so hard. But where does the relaxation come in? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to rest in grace, rest in God, rest in ourselves. Just take a time out with nothing else. It it frees our mind from all types of stress. And there is even stress in trying to win tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful of that. Yes, it just makes you a better version of yourself. Um, It makes you a happier you know, lighter version of yourself. And so remember, God's will is for us to live life and live it more abundantly. Yes, and and we all, you and me, all of us need to understand that we have to live that transformed, that healed, that affirmed, and that triumphant life. We encourage you to go out there to find that balance, to pray, to praise, to party. Go out and... Um, remember that it's not a sin to enjoy life to the fullest. Go out and live that balanced life now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, you just keep winning. One Click Cleaner Southland offers a professional dry cleaning service with free pickup and delivery. What One Click Cleaners does is provide you with quality dry cleaning, shirt laundry, and wash and fold tailored to your personal preferences while saving you the trip back and forth to the dry cleaners. We make it as easy as possible for you to perform your dry cleaning chores. We give you a garment bag, you fill it with your soiled garments and leave it on the scheduled days and times in a location convenient to you. We then pick up the bag, take care of the cleaning and pressing and return it the next scheduled day. We also offer emergency next day services. Please visit our website at oneclickcleaners.com. If your zip code is not included, Give us a call, 773-251-9903, oneclickcleaners.com.